Oh, so let's see. Uh, this is Derek Gores. Uh, we're here in my studio, and uh, let's see for Grit Pop Up Podcast. Thought we'd chat with some of my uh, new best friends. We're uh, we have Boots on the Ground Theater in here. You guys mind um, giving us your names and where you're from, kind of thing? Uh, my name is Michaela Getz. I was born and raised in Cocoa, Florida. I've heard of that. Next. Hi, I'm Crane Marie. I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, and have moved to Melbourne a couple years ago. I'm David Diggle. I'm also originally from Seattle, and I moved here with Corrine a couple years ago. My name is Dalton Hedrick. I'm originally from Fredericksburg, Virginia. I currently go to school in South Carolina, and I'm here in the O'Galley Arts District this summer working on this project. So cool. So these guys have been putting on the show Dark Side by Ken Jones, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. And um, they're halfway through the run. Uh, when, when some of these ears will be hearing this podcast, the show will be over. But uh, there's been some awesome stuff we've been talking about. I thought I would get, get some of it recorded and see what we get. We're uh, also halfway through a lunch here. We got some great uh, <laughs> subs from Bagel World. So thank you, Bagel World. But, thank um, you, Derek. <laughs> guys, um, the, the one thing I would especially love for you to talk about that um, has come up a couple times in, in your whole process, the, the rehearsals. Um, well, okay, first of all, you've been, you've been workshopping the show. Is that the right phrase? I would say so. What, what does it mean to workshop a show? Well, yes, and we've created your space into an artistic laboratory, as we've defined it, so that way we can experiment with a lot of um, stage elements. And uh... <laughs> yeah, we've really taken on a devising process, which uh, is basically different than a regular theater process in that you have a director, you have a designer, everybody's wearing their own particular hats, and then the actors come in, the performers of the piece. But in a devising process, we kind of take away that uh, hierarchy of the director being at the top, and everybody, the performers of the piece, become the creators of the piece. Yes, and to go back to the hierarchy, what it really is, is that at the very top of the pyramid, text is king. And so what we do to make it into an equal player in the game, we give it all an equal base. So instead of the text being the king, now he serves the same equality as Light. lights, as costumes, mm -hmm. as music, as... Movement. performance as yeah. gestures as movement yes and that inspires the moment work um which we can also talk about yeah so everybody becomes a collaborator and then within the realm of devising we start creating the show through moment work and basically what a moment is it's uh something as simple as a breath or as complex as like a whole scene. So you take some sort of source material and our source material in this process was Ken Jones's script. And we look at the scenes or something that inspires us in the script and we ask each one of the collaborators to bring in a moment. And what they do is they get up in front of the group and they create their moment by first saying, we begin to note that the moment begins and then something happens. If it's something as simple as a breath, somebody's up there just breathing. And then at the end of that moment, they say, we end. 
And the presenter of those moments then get to talk about like what went right in the moment, what went wrong, maybe there are some elements like sound cues or technical things that didn't go well. And then the group gets to respond with uh, the gut hits from the moment. So things that uh, really resonated with them on an emotional spectrum or just like got them to respond in some sort of way. And we hold on to those forms. So what we did is we, uh, we wrote down all the forms that really like gut checked us and we made sure to document them. So that once we came back around to trying to flesh out these moments a little more, we would focus on those things that really uh, resonated for us and continue to create the piece from there. I'm guessing that this helps you to uh, get away from just being linear, like just reading the script start to finish, everything's maybe flat or consistent, it helps you to, f to find what's potent in, in, in individual For this moments. process, it was interesting because one of our containers, as I like to put it, is time. Okay. So we had to delegate our time very carefully when it came to approaching each of these scenes. So for an example, scene two, which is the first time we get into one of these hallucination scenes, as we've called them, um, we each brought in a moment based on what inspired us the most from that scene. And again, it doesn't have to be the text itself that we would be saying during the moment. It could be a feeling. It could inspire what we wanted to use with the light or how we wanted to move our bodies with one another. Yeah, I definitely think that it's important to note that the moment work is not only for the bodies that are going to be in the performance, but also for the technical elements. Because another major difference in the work that we did and in devising work than a traditional play development is that we don't have a tech week where all of the technical elements, the sound, the lighting comes together. The set has been finished and the costumes have arrived. But instead, you know, on scene two, on day five of rehearsal, we may already be introducing light elements or we may be introducing costume elements so that that will inform moments to come. So uh, a light cue in the first scene may affect something in the very end of the show that would have never been there if we got all the way through the show before introducing technical elements. Very cool. And, and how about just, uh, again, I know that a, a bunch of the audi audience listening to this uh, will, will have missed your show, but you know, give us the, the two-sentence synopsis of the show so that then when we talk in detail, maybe we can uh, speak to that. Um, so, the show follows a moon mission, a fictional moon mission, as if the Apollo missions had kept going. Two astronauts are on the lunar surface, and a technical malfunction has made it impossible for them to get back up to the other astronaut who is orbiting the dark side of the moon. And every time he goes into the dark side, he has kind of hallucinations, dreams, nightmares about his life on Earth. Very cool. Do you mind, like, can you take uh, one or two of these moments that you guys carved out? Like, I mean, the one that, maybe the one that jumps out to me is is using a circus flavor, circus style, circus music, circus lighting, really, uh, in the middle of the show. How did that come about as a, as a moment? Who presented, whose idea was that? <laughs> so that was a really cool example. As David mentioned um, a few minutes ago, it can be as simple as a breath or it can be as complex as a full scene. And that was a great example of a moment that was a full scene. One of our collaborators, Michael Onfaro, he, he brought in that moment when we arrived to that scene in our moment work. Basically how it was presented. 
He came in with the idea of the jumping through hoops. He came in with the idea of the tightrope and the juggling. And his, it was based from the text because this is a media you know, presentation of these astronauts and interview. And we had um, some dramaturgical help from a local astronaut, which a lot of our viewers have probably heard of before, Winston Scott. And he told us that that was sometimes the bigger cause of fear amongst astronauts even than the mission itself. Oh, was, was uh, dealing with the media right. and, and that whole bit? They wow. had to have special training for this, how to deal with the media, because, you know, when you're in the simulator getting 12 Gs pushed against your chest, that's what you signed up for, but you didn't really know, perhaps, that you were signing up to deal with reporters in the bathroom, in the grocery store, you know, and the, the script talks about that quite a bit. So the idea of a media circus being thrown into all of these very extravagant and physically challenging things seemed like a great metaphor. I, I like bringing up the examples of small things, like David said, like a breath, because in one of the first times we did moment work on scene two, there was uh, someone brought in a moment that involved, there was a lot to it, it was kind of like a therapist scene, but everybody in the scene was circling the main character. And we were all like immediately like, oh yeah, circling, definitely circling, we gotta circle. <laughs> and then like that didn't end up really in the second scene as much as we had thought, but it became a theme of the whole show. Mm. You know, with, for those of you who didn't see the show, our, our show takes place in the 360, so we're kind of circling the audience consistently. Yeah. And our main character, as he's orbiting the moon, is actually orbiting the audience. Right. So this idea of revolutions around and around I think kind of drove the whole piece and it started out from just a simple circle. Which Michael Anafaro also brought in. Mastermind <laughs> yeah. of the whole piece. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, and then he skipped out on lunch. What uh, I know. His mom's in town. <laughs> mom's always win. Amazing. Um, so you guys, so the, the very first couple minutes that you came in to the gallery to start this whole process, I watched you guys spend a couple hours on just talking about how to talk to each other, how to be a team, how to, how to honor everybody's word. I love... I really loved that, um, the you and the art and the art. You... Oh, yeah, so um, there's a quote that Uta Hagen says. She says, you need to love the art in yourself, not yourself in the art. So, you know, we all have this creative energy flowing through us, and we all have a piece of the artistic world inside of us, and, re you know, revealing that for the world is amazing. But it's when the energy kind of gets flipped on where you fall into the art that we can get stuck and where the ego takes place of the goal of the piece. You know, we, there is no king. You know, uh, Kareen mentioned that traditionally the text is king or, you know, some people shift the process so the director is king. But I think what's so special about this type of process, whether we're working with moments or working with your own devised system, um, is there's no king. It's the, the experience is what we're all working for and with and it's just this growing, breathing thing. I love it when people come in and they see it and then they're just like, oh wow, it was just like a flashlight or it was just like an LED strip. It's like, I could do that. And that's exactly... Empowering! Yeah, exactly. Humans that's, and artists! That's what we want for the audience. We just left the conversation with Kareem's father who was just like, you know, you guys could have done this. You guys could have built a whole ceiling. You guys could have put circles in the ceiling well, and people's Dad, heads could be popping out of the and ceiling. And all you're hearing is yeah, future artists. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You got ideas going. That kind of inspiration is like what we want to bring to our audience to so like yeah. have everyone understand just like Dalton's saying, like the piece of the art world is in everybody and everybody's capable of doing something like this. Yeah, and Boots on the Ground is 
planting this beautiful seed in Melbourne. <laughs> Love I love it. you guys. Uh, <laughs> they're putting I, more water on seeds that have been yes. here. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly And that's another thing about this style of theater where you kind of let people see the process, which the, our entire time, we've always had our rehearsals open to the public. We've allowed the public to come in and essentially play with us the whole time. Give which, their gut hits. Yeah, give their yeah. gut hits. Um, Scene 16. Which I do hope that when we leave, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I have a flashlight in a room. Like, <laughs> I could do this. Um, and I love that because um, many times I think people feel other than from the artistic process because they haven't been invited into it. Um, or they feel like they have to be something more than just a person to be an artist. Um, and so I love that all these people have come up and realized that, like, even my grandma was like, you know, I could be an actor. And I was like, you could. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. You, you could. could. And my grandpa was like, oh, I saw that you guys just taped up something in front of the projector and pulled a string. He's like, I could do that. Yes, you could. Please do. I come to your show. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was saying. I was like, yeah, absolutely. So uh, where can people follow and find out what's next for you guys? Our website is B-O-T-G Theater. That's theater with an E-R, not an R-E, sue us, dot org. So, B-O-T-G theater dot org. Um, and if you look up B-O-T-G theater on Facebook or Instagram, we're on there. We're doing all that. Love it, love it. Boots on the ground theater. All right. Thanks a bunch, guys. This was fun. Thank you, Derek. Thanks, Derek. You bet. See ya.